Good morning, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domain. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, Bible study author and teacher. Well, these past few weeks, I have really learned a lot in my personal study of our role in judging. I began my search with the question, do I judge or not? And so just so you know, I'm not at all looking at God as the judge. I'm totally looking at it from the standpoint of what is my role. What is our role as believers in Christ in regards to judging? So the original language of the biblical verbs that are used when speaking of humans judging, what I learned was they emphasize the process of a careful, thoughtful, prayerful examination and even a questioning to pass an accurate or a right judgment. So when we study these verses addressing the action of humans judging within the context of the surrounding text, we learn that in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, and then Luke 6, 37, that Jesus emphasized self-evaluation before we tackle other people's flaws or faults because we will be judged with the same degree or the same measure that we judge others. And then in Luke 12, 57, Jesus addressed discerning the times, and he spoke of humanity's natural ability to see physical realities and connect them with God's Word. Then Paul spoke about not judging uh, food or drink or someone's personal choices, but instead to let all of our personal choices be as unto the Lord. And that was in Romans 14, 10, 13, and then Colossians 2, 16. In 1 Corinthians, Paul spotlights the tension between judging and not judging. I see it all through 1 Corinthians. He taught in 1 Corinthians 2, 15 that a spirit spiritual man judges all things. And then the surrounding context, if we look at that surrounding context, it clarified that the spiritual man was the one filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 4, 5, he pointed to the inability of the natural man, the one without the Holy Spirit, to make right judgments. Basically, it also talked about how God was the only one who made absolute judgments judgments on the set day of judgment. So ultimately what Paul recognized was that the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to make right judgments based on the reality that only God can make right judgments. So Jesus and James both accentuate the same message in John 7, 24, John 8, 15 through 16, and then James 2, 4. And those passages show us that wrong judgments come from us judging according to our flesh or according to or based on outward appearance. So with that summary of our study so far, that kind of just brings you up to where we've been in the past two or three weeks in the biblical tensions of judging. So with that, I want to talk about us honoring Christ. To honor someone means to show or to give them the respect and the esteem that they deserve. And I want to live my life to honor Christ. 
but I also recognize that I fall short in that, in giving him that respect and that esteeming him to the degree that he truly deserves. However, I also believe that we can grow and develop in this area. The more I want to honor him, the more I must know him and I must know what he values and what he esteems. So my personal desire to honor Christ is the very thing that set me on this study through the biblical tensions that I see in God's Word. As I've shared in the past talking about the tension I feel regarding truth and love, I struggle with how to stand for truth and walk in love. And when someone says, the Bible says, don't judge me, I want to respond with, but scripture also says a spiritual man judges all things. So once again, my wrestle within screams, how do I honor Christ knowing that his word tells us not to judge and then affirms judging at the same time. So the only way I know how to deal with these seemingly opposing elements in the Bible is to lay them out before me and examine them until I can find some framework to work with them. So I'm simply not the person okay with turning a blind eye to one aspect of God's teaching to maintain the status quo of my previous biblical understanding or interpretations. I want God's illumination. I want his revelation of himself. So my desire to grow in my relationship with Jesus compels me to go deeper, which set me on this journey of delving into the biblical tension. So let's talk about that biblical tensions of judging. And let me start with this two-sentence summary from all the previous teachings. So all the things that we talked about, I'm going to just lump it together into a two-sentence statement. The biblical teaching that directs us not to judge also highlights the need to stay focused on evaluating ourselves rather than evaluating others because we will be judged by the measure we use to judge. However, as true Christians filled with and led by the Holy Spirit, we are called to make righteous judgments. That is the best summary I can give you, condensed as I can think of. So if you still need any kind of clarity with that, and or maybe even just want to look back at some of the details of where we've studied in the past, I'd recommend you go back to the past couple of weeks and, and listen to the videos or listen to the podcast or even go to my website on fire-ministries.org and you can read the blog post. Okay, so moving forward, remember that Paul addressed issues in the Corinthian church. This church was filled with problems and with sin because they were not walking in the wisdom, the knowledge, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Instead, they walked according to their own weak carnal flesh. That's what Paul said. Now, in 1 Corinthians 4, 3 through 5, which I really talked in detail uh, last week, Paul talked about human judgments. He recognized when judging ourselves or others from our human intellect, our judgments will be off base and that right judgments only come from the Lord. So in other words, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. But I want you to notice what Paul said to them in the very next verse in 1 Corinthians 4, 6. He said, now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. When Paul said, said, learn.
learn not to think beyond what is written. He pointed them to use the written Old Testament scriptures as their standard and their boundaries for the context of their lives lived out and the judgments that they made. So for us, the Old Testament and the New Testament give us a framework to function within. The concept of the Bible as our guidelines, our standards, and our boundaries reminded me of a study that I did on Psalm 119-105, preparing to speak at an event, and this was the verse that was the theme of that day. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that verse. One thing I learned about it is how very personal and practical and powerful that his word is. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. One of the things that stumped me a little bit in Psalm 119.105 was when I looked in the original language and I looked at the Hebrew word for path. The Hebrew word for path means a navigable pass or trail. And I I really just couldn't quite grasp what in the world does that mean? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, to my navigable pass or trail. So I went to my husband. Usually when I start wrestling with something, I'll go sit down and talk to him. And he kind of walks me through how he sees things and is always helpful. Um, My husband was raised in South Louisiana and he was raised where you know fishing was a very normal part of his life and so he explained what navigable meant to him from his perspective he explained that to me and I wrote down word for word what he said I was just writing while he was talking he said you have to think in nautical terms a ship in a river navigating through the river there are red and green signs marked with triangle signs as indicators of a channel that act like lines on a highway someone has already charted the course and proved it to be navigable At night in the dark, the boat is not like a car with headlights, but with a spotlight. The beam shifts from one side to the other. Without light at night, they aren't going to know where to go. Without markers, they must have an experienced pilot to navigate through the unmarked channel. So basically, there's signs on each side of this channel, and that beam hits that sign, and then it shifts over and looks for this sign and it hits that sign and it knows then by going back and forth the boundary lines to stay within knowing that that is a channel that is a safe channel to go in it's already been charted but then when it's not marked they've got to have an experienced pilot to uh, navigate them through that Now, isn't that amazing? Isn't that exactly what Paul wanted Christians to know when faced with issues and the tensions of judging? They, we need guidelines and boundaries in how to walk out our faith in a way that honors Christ. Jesus already charted the course for us. He proved our course navigable. So when we wonder how to walk within the framework that the Bible gives us about judging and not judging, Paul gives us two very clear directives. One, be filled with 
led by and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then number two is to stay within the boundary lines God set for us in his word because God's spirit and his word make our paths navigable. So let's turn our attention to 1 Corinthians 5. Now, 1 Corinthians 5 is real sticky. Paul addressed the issue of sexual immorality in the church in 1 Corinthians 5. He talked about it from the standpoint that someone in the church lived in a way that even non-believers, they knew it wasn't right. Yet, they allowed the sin of a man in this sexual relationship with his father's wife to go unchecked in the church. Yet, Paul, filled with the Spirit and within the boundary lines of God's Word, made a righteous judgment. And here's what he said in 1 Corinthians 5, 3. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in the Spirit, have already judged, as though I were present, him who has done this deed. So he had already judged, he says. In the following verse, the very next verse, he tells them to deliver that one to Satan, such a one. Anyone in this kind of sin, you deliver them to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's talking about the day of God's absolute judgment. So notice that even in giving someone over to Satan, God purposes to bring the sinner to salvation. So moving on then to 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, Paul talked about how the leaven or the sin, the leaven of sin, leavens the whole lump. In other words, sin taints the whole church. So why is that a huge problem? Because the very world that God called the church to reach looks inside the church and sees nothing distinct or different. This similarity of the church and the world puts the reputation of the church at risk. The church was created by Christ. It belongs to Christ and it was meant to honor Christ. Our God-ordained purpose as the church is to be the lampstand shining light in the darkness of this world, pointing people to a distinctly different way, the way, the way that leads to everlasting life. So do we judge or do we not judge? That's the question. The conclusion of the matter and how we answer the question is yes. Here's my encouragement for you today. We never make an absolute judgment. That role belongs to Jesus and only Jesus. And we never judge lightly or casually because we remember that the degree of our judgment shines light upon our own failures and our own inadequacies. However, as spirit-filled and spirit-led believers in Jesus, we make right judgments, always stay within the boundary lines of the whole counsel of God's word. With that, if that last statement doesn't cause us to realize the magnitude of a careful, thoughtful, prayerful examination and questioning to pass an accurate or right judgment, maybe we need to work on growing our own relationship with Jesus. Because what we all have to come to grips with is we have to be careful with how we judge. Yes, we do have some moments and, and occasions that we are going to have to make spirit-filled, spirit-led right judgments. 
but we have to be careful because all of that points back to us as well. So before I say goodbye, I do want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even Pinterest. And I do daily morning prayers there and biblical encouragement for Christian women. Also check out my blog on fire-ministries.org where you can read my weekly blog and also can find Bible study resources. Some are free and some are some Bible study books that you can get for your group or even just your own personal study. Please share this Bible study devotion with others that someone else can be encouraged. Also, if you would, please rate and review this podcast. And until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.